stuff. The ice cream man is coming down the street. Can you hear the sound of everyone's feet? Gotta run, run as fast as you can. If you wanna catch up to the ice cream man. Welcome to episode 149 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talked to Brian Smith, aka Senior Fancy Pants, and we talked about music, and we talked about being creative, and we talked about comedy, lots of different things. Interesting things, fun things. It was great to hear a little bit about what brought Senor Fancy Pants to the kids and music family genre. And he has a podcast too. You should go to Apple Podcasts and search for Senor Fancy Pants. And he does a podcast with his son. He assured me it's nothing like the Good Stuff Kids podcast, totally different. So if you have time in your life for another podcast, which everybody does because podcasts are the best, you should go find Senor Fancy Pants' podcast. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and review for the Good Stuff Kids podcast? It means a lot. It's nice to see some some ratings and some reviews. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like people are listening. Like we're we're doing stuff here. We're doing things. I am sitting at the uh, at the table in the new Good Stuff Studios in Houston, Texas, looking outside at some rain. It rains here. After being in California for 15 years, it it doesn't rain like it rains here that's for sure it's been raining all weekend but we had a great labor day weekend we did some jumping at the trampoline place we did some roller skating which is not something that i do because i fall and hurt myself i don't like getting hurt but mrs good stuff did and the good stuff kids did and they had a blast so if you ever come to houston let us know and we'll go roller skating or i'll stand against the wall and watch while everybody else roller skates sounds fun If you think that sounds fun, drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Find me at social media, the at symbol goodstuffpod. You know what I really need? I need some more of those segment separators, like where someone says good stuff or good stuff or good stuff. I need more of those. So if you're into it, and this goes for anyone, send send me a voice memo of you saying good stuff or your kids saying good stuff or your dog saying good stuff or anyone who talks around you saying good stuff and just send that voice memo to mike at goodstuffpod.com. That would be great. And now let's hear from Senor Fancy Pants. By the way, that song you heard at the very beginning, very catchy, right? It's called The Ice Cream Man, a perfect song as we wind down summer. You can hear that whole song at the very end of the show. And you can also find it on Senor Fancy Pants' first record called Senor Fancy Pants. Links available at www.goodstuffpod.com. Okay, enough? Yep, great. Here he is, Senor Fancy Pants. Can you say awesome? Awesome. Can you say good stuff? Good stuff. It's the best, and it's going to be a great way to start my day here to talk to Senor Fancy Pants himself, Brian Smith. How are you, Brian? Hey, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. I'm doing I, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, either I can call you Fancy or Pants, but maybe just Brian for this. Is that cool? Yeah, Brian works. Brian works well. <laughs> You're used to that. Okay, great. I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, so let's set the scene here. Where Where are you located? 
I am in the suburbs of the great city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay, a th- sort of a thriving uh, part of the world for for like kindy in quotes, right? Like kids independent music actually. Um, it uh, is, yeah. We just had a uh, KindyCom a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. And, and were you there? Were you in attendance? I was. I actually I played in the showcase on the Saturday night, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Very good. So um, so you're in the Philadelphia area, outside of Philadelphia. And so, you know, I think the, one of the great things is, is sort of hearing how people get to this particular point in their lives where they're making music for kids. So where, where are you coming from? Like, what's your musical background, et cetera? Well, I started playing music around the age of 14. Um, I come from a military family, so we moved all over the place. And at that particular time in my life, I was in Germany. And I had gotten there during the summer, so the school year hadn't started. And I was just kind of bored, so I picked up my dad's acoustic guitar and learned a few chords. And from then on, I just started writing songs. Wow. So but, like, uh, any formal lessons, or are you just self-taught? I was self-taught. I'd never had a lesson. But wow. I, I got really really into punk rock during high school, So, like at the age of 14. So that's not particularly hard to play or to write. So, yeah. <laughs> Right. And were you in bands in high school, et cetera? Yeah, actually, um, when I first started wanting to start a band, it was in the uh, mid to late 90s. So I uh, really wanted to start a ska band. Uh-huh. And uh, that's really hard to do because you need like eight people at least. <laughs> and so... Mm-hmm. Plus a dancer, it's, right? Plus a guy who just dances like <laughs> right. the Boss Tones. Right. But no, but no, so it's really hard to do that. So I ended up with a three-piece band, so we pretty much started playing just straight-up pop-punk and punk stuff. Uh-huh. And then, so that takes you where? Like, that takes you through college? Are you playing music through college? Yeah, I was playing in bands. In co- I actually spent more time playing music than I did going to class in college. Yeah. And so I actually didn't finish school because... I was just kind of aimless when I was doing that. So during that time, I was I was playing in another uh, punk rock band and then like an emo band. That kind of stuff was big during that time. And it, I wasn't actually thinking about taking like going professional with it. But um, when I stopped playing music at school and stuff um, and I stopped going to college, a buddy of mine asked me if I wanted to join him and start like a little comedy duo, like a musical comedy act. And that was about 14 and a half years ago. Wow. And I'm still doing that. We retired this year, actually. Retired this year. What was the name of the, the act? It was very clever. Um, Dave and Brian. It was our names. <laughs> that so. is clever. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, like, was that uh, sort of more for an adult-type audience? Yeah, it was. it's uh, clean comedy. So we uh-huh. played, we've played everywhere. Um, but I, I guess it's more geared towards anywhere from junior high to – you know, 50. So there's something for everybody in there. But like I said, it was clean. So we played, you know, uh, church youth events, comedy clubs, colleges, all sorts of conferences and stuff. Very versatile. Very versatile. And it takes you, took you probably at least around the the United States, right? Did you get to go abroad with the show? Uh, Not so much because, you know, it being in English and all, but, you know, (laughs) we, we, we have performed all over the United States and, uh, and Canada. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to brag, but yes, Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, look, we've had, Canada's great. Yeah. You know, it is great. Yeah. Actually, they probably understand musical comedy better than we do. So uh-huh. um, I really liked it. So what was, uh, like when, was there ever a point when you were touring and going to all these places where you're like, I cannot believe that I am in Manitoba right now, just to use Canada as an example, <laughs> but like a spot where you're like, I-, I can't believe in my life, like I ended up here doing musical comedy. 
Yeah, you have to kind of remind yourself sometimes because when you do something like this for this many years, you start out and it's terrible because you're, you're driving around in a Toyota Camry and staying on people's floors and stuff. And then it's a gradual process to success where you're uh, suddenly getting flown to do shows and then you're staying in nice hotels. But it's so gradual that you forget to appreciate it. And uh -huh. so there were definitely moments where we were getting opportunities to perform in front of like four or 5,000 kids where uh -huh. it's like then it blows your mind. Right, and then for some reason these kids want your autograph, and that's just insane because it's, oh, it's my name in cursive and it's worthless. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, amazing. I mean, it's it's good to appreciate that. It's good to, uh, and I I get the like the gradual nature of it, going from the Camry to like being flown somewhere. It's uh, it's an interesting, yeah. it's an interesting arc, and to be so immersed in it and not necessarily feel it happening, it's got to be kind of a uh, interesting yeah, thing right like when you slow down you're like oh my gosh wait a second how did this happen um, yeah or sometimes you're just like how yeah why how did this happen to me uh -huh. or it's something so surreal that you can't really take it all in like we ended up getting asked to make a video for good morning america wow and that was like a month-long process of putting a video together for them it was uh it was for their season finale of the bachelor so that was ridiculous but <laughs> But we ended up getting on the air and getting interviewed and everything right there in Times Square. But it's so surreal and ridiculous that we would even get there. Two guys who started playing dumb songs like uh -huh. in summer camp, you know? Right, right. And so oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. surreal more than anything. So, so this is well. I mean, I love I love a good summer camp story as someone who grew up going to summer camp. So you and and Dave were summer camp buddies, and just all of a sudden it clicked. Yeah, we would just. Um, we would do really stupid stuff on stage, anything to entertain the campers. Like uh -huh. We were on staff, and um, I don't think we had a clue that we'd be working together on a professional level in the future. Uh -huh. like he's a few years ahead of me, so he was in college while I was still finishing up high school, and he was doing stand-up comedy at uh, Syracuse University. Uh -huh. And yeah, once he got out of college, he did a stint as a youth pastor, uh -huh. and, then at one, and then at some point he decided to get back into comedy, and uh, soon after that he called me. Yeah, well, and, yeah. May, may I ask what camp so we can be sure to give them a proper shout out? Well, the camp is now defunct. It's been uh, <laughs> shut down for a while. We had nothing to do with that, but <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a little tiny camp in upstate New York in a small town called Rome. Okay. The, I, yeah. I'm familiar with the area having gone to school in Geneva and knowing where Syracuse is and and all of those oh, things. Oh, nice. So this is like, you know, you're speaking my language here a little bit. That's uh that's really fun. Um are you from the New York area originally? Yeah, my family's all from the, the Rome, New York area. Okay. And like like I said before, I was in a military family, so we were all up and down the East Coast, and then I spent about seven years living in Germany. Whoa. How old are you when you lived in Germany? The first time I, I went there when I was two until I was six, uh -huh. and then uh, right around the time the Berlin Wall fell down, like a little after that, we came back to the States, and then um, I went back in high school, so I did most of high school there. Which oh my was gosh. a totally totally different experience than the first time. Yeah. Well, so all these like experiences like sort of guide you to to what you should be doing and where you want to be. That's that's pretty incredible. I think that like moving moving a kid to Germany for high school has got to be a a tricky a tricky thing for a parent to negotiate. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, but that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about high school in Germany. As fascinating as that may be, yes. but we are here to talk a little bit about the the music that you make under the name Senior Fancy Pants. So yes, let's let's get into it. How how did we get to Senior Fancy Pants? Yeah, um, interesting. Well, I have a, I have kids. I have an eight year old son 
and a five-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. And probably about the time that my son started uh, talking, I started messing around with writing these kids' songs. Because I'm actually the primary uh, songwriter for the comedy duo I'm in. Okay. And we just kind of write original, catchy songs. And so it's not that far-fetched to move from, you know, silly songs to, you know, kid songs. Mm-hmm. But just hanging out with my son when he was about three, I just kind of started toying around with playing these kid songs, just kind of improvising them. Uh-huh. And then some of them started getting good enough to the point where I was like, well, maybe someday I'll record these. And that was me not knowing that there was even like a kindy rock scene or anything. Uh-huh. And then when I started learning a little bit about that, I... I ended up accidentally getting an album by Justin Roberts, yeah. and I was really impressed with like him as far as melodies go and uh, just the style of his music. Like it kind of reminds me of Fountains of Wayne, a lot of his stuff. Oh, interesting, yeah. Great. And I was I was a big fan of Fountains of Wayne growing uh-huh. up too. So, sure. like, I just think he had phenomenal songs that stood on their own. Like, I actually enjoyed listening to it in the car with my kids, and even if it was still on when when my kids got out of the car. I'd just leave it going. Yeah. I, yeah. The thing about Justin Roberts that I, I, I think that uh, I, I connect with you on this level with him, it's like he makes it seem so easy. Like, yes. it's, it's, you could just imagine him just like picking up the guitar in like a very low key way and like just starting. And then it, like the song emerged, like, emerges like fully formed because that's just like the vibe that's put out. I mean, I talked to him for the show and. It, it was just so great to talk to. It was so fun to talk to, and it, and it doesn't seem like uh, he's trying too hard. I guess is the is the thing, and I think that you have that in common with him. Actually, like oh, you have, uh, and I think that that probably comes from you know a degree, a level of experience with songwriting and yeah. comfort with doing that. But like, it just seems like uh, uh, it, it just kind of flows a little a uh, little more easily. So anyway, sorry to that was what we call in the biz a digression. So, no, it's fine. <laughs> so you're listening to Justin Roberts and find yourself listening to it in the car. Yeah, and then so over a few years, I still was playing around with these song ideas, but I was you know, very involved in the musical comedy duo, and it was just sort of a thought that someday I might do this. And so when um, a couple years ago, me and my buddy Dave were talking about the end of the comedy duo, because us both kind of going in different directions with what we wanted to do, um, I had to think of something to do, and I still wanted to play music. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, how could I make even less money than I do now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll write a kid's album. And, uh-huh. and so I just had you know, like a thousand random ideas on the uh, voice memo app on my iPhone and started piecing stuff together. But the big thing for this one was um, differently than the comedy was I tried not to overthink it. So I would just pick up the guitar and jump on an idea and just play around until I wasn't having fun anymore or I wasn't coming up with anything. Mm-hmm. I tried to make it more effortless and fun. And I was finding that it's just, you can be as creative as you want when you're writing kindy music. There's there's really no rules. That's something I'm learning now after hearing a bunch of the other artists. Like everybody's just doing something totally different. And yeah, yeah you don't really have to fit a mold or anything and you can just be creative. And so I've, I've been having a lot of fun trying to write these things. And I really think the the first album I made, well, the only one I have so far, it did come together kind of easily in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's uh, we should say it's the self titled debut, Senior Fancy Pants by yes. Senior Fancy Pants, much <laughs> like right. Weezer yes. by Weezer in the same kind of in the same kind of vein. But you know, and looking at the um, like the so I listened to the record and I listened to it with my six year old. So I have a eight, six, and four year old. Um, Perfect. So we're kind of in the same we're in the same wheelhouse, and this is like 
appeals to that that level, I would say, right? Like that sort of four to eight, probably older. And like, I, you know, I would listen to this in the car, as I said, but like there, there's a, uh, there's a slot open for that, I guess, in, for lack of better words, right? You're not a, trying to do preschool, although you can, but you're like yeah. aiming this for kids who like can listen to the words and can figure things out and can be challenged a little bit musically. And so that was that uh, on purpose kind of thing? <laughs> Not really. I just kind of set out to make um, a kid's album that I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that there wasn't other good stuff out there before, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great stuff. Um, but yeah, I just kind of put together all of my influences since I was 14 and tried to work you know, different genres into it and make it interesting. Yeah. So, and for, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. So with the comedy duo and the songs that we, we've been writing or we were writing, um, they're just really upbeat, fun, and catchy songs. And we found that over the years, a lot of uh, younger kids were wanting to listen to it because it is clean. But even though they can't necessarily relate to our 1990s references to pop culture, <laughs> they were just enjoying the songs and asking for their parents to play it. So um, that made it kind of a natural progression for me to make kids music because it already kind of was in a way. Yeah. Un- yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's talk about the song that made my kids' eyes light up, which was The Ice Cream Man. My six year old will eat anything, anytime, anywhere. And I mean that in the greatest way. But, like, there's something about that ice cream man that when, when the ice cream or person, like, you know, let's be honest, the ice cream ice person, cream person c- yeah. comes around, like, there, it, it is just like the happiest time. So, yeah. t- tell me a little bit about that song. Um, I really wanted to write. Um, a, a Weezer ripoff, and uh-huh. I think I succeeded in that sense. But um, it's just—it's simply about the anxiety one feels upon hearing those, uh, you know, the Ice Cream Man song, or not Ice Cream Man, Ice Cream Person song for the first time in the summer. It's like suddenly you're, yeah, you're just filled with this like joy and anxiety at the same time. Like you got to make sure you catch him right. before he you know, leaves the street. Right. And that's yeah, that's really all it's about. Right. And then there's there's choices, right? Like do you get like the Mickey Mouse thing? Do you get the bomb pop, like ice cream right. sandwich? Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I think that's I never really thought about that, you know, hearing that jingle and like the mix of joy and anxiety. Like Yeah, exactly. You gotta run in and get your money, you gotta run out, hope you don't miss it. Like do you think that the ice cream the person driving the ice cream truck, do you think that they know the power that they hold? <laughs> Oh, they must. Yeah, they must now. <laughs> um, cool. So, so tell me about uh, "Don't Want to Go to Bed" because I feel like every parent can relate to that particular idea. Yeah, um, that one just kind of—I don't know where that came from. Probably a night where my kids didn't want to go to bed, and um, that one I wanted to write sort of more like a Green Day style song or MXPX. I don't know if you know that band, uh-huh. but sure. it's that pop punk style. Yeah, and and that just seemed like. You know, it's kind of a pop, you know, like punk music is rebellious, and that's more of a rebellious song. Yeah. So, so yeah, so the, it sounds like the big influences for you in writing this are like stuff that was really, really um, sort of at the forefront when I was, you know, starting high school, right? Like Weezer, <laughs> yeah. uh, Green Day. So, what were some of your other influences? Um, besides Weezer and Green Day, um, well, for me as a child, the first tape that I ever got. That's right. I said tape. Yeah, I um, heard that. Was uh, when I was five, my parents got me a dual cassette player. I don't want to brag, but I got a dual cassette player. 
And then I was given the opportunity to select a cassette tape, anyone oh, I want. Well, not is, anyone, I'm sure. So, I didn't get right. Yeah, this like is so not exciting. N not NWA. Right, right, right. This I'm so excited <laughs> about what this is going to be. It's probably not as cool as you're expecting, <laughs> but I um I chose these the debut Monkeys album. Oh, nice. Okay. And probably because they were called the Monkeys, and I was five. Uh -huh. But. I wore that tape out until I was even like 12 years old. I knew all of the all the songs, all the lyrics and everything. And then I got the opportunity to go see them for my very first concert when I was 12. That's a great first concert. Well done. Yeah, it, it was their 30th anniversary tour. So they were all still alive. And that was nice. But um, yeah, I just remember it just blew my mind. My mouth was open wide the entire time because I knew every single word. And it's like these people are in front of me with this, the lighting and the sound. And it was my first experience. And yeah, that stuck with me, and That's that was cool. definitely definitely a big influence on me. That that monkeys tape in particular, but that mm -hmm. got me into like the Beatles and stuff, and Fountains of Wayne later because you know melodically they were great, yeah. writing catchy stuff. But yeah, and Can, um, yeah. Can you remind me what's like the best known Fountains of Wayne song? Uh, best known is definitely not the best, but the best known is that Stacy's mom. That's what song. I thought. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. But I got I got into them a little before then. Yeah, I remember them before then too. What was like? Did they had an MTV sort of? Yeah, they had they had a video. They had a video called uh, for a song called Radiation Vibe. Right. That was on their, their self title, and then uh, Sink to the Bottom was their other single. Right, right. And it never it never really took off, even though they were super catchy. Right. And uh, and then Stacy's mom comes out years later, and they get Best New Artist, I think, on TV or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like that's, I mean, yeah. like, like let's call that what it is. Like that's a definitely what they were like. This is a novelty hit. Like this is it. They like stumble. Oh yeah. Right. So okay, uh, I do remember Radiation Vibe. I'm like trying to like hear the melody in my head now, but I'll go back and listen to that another time. Yeah, every everyone should. Yeah, yeah everyone's okay. wise advice. Wise advice from Senior Fancy Pants. Yes. Okay. So then the the other song that I mean, look, this album is great entirely. Like the Teddy Bear song is great. The Road Trip song is great. Like all all of it's awesome. The one that I was uh you know as sort of um you know that sort of piqued my interest in, in like the music the musicality area i guess is the best way to say it was uh fireworks fireworks and fireflies yeah i'm i'm glad to hear that because yeah. not a lot of people have talked to me about that one yeah so for, uh, yeah yeah like, tell me tell me tell me tell me yeah it's so hard because um musically it is actually a lot different from anything i've ever written it's kind of got that it st starts out with like kind of that folky mumford and son style yeah and um I kind of, I, I pretty much improvised that song. I was just thinking of, you know, you know, July Fourth and uh, uh -huh. catching fireflies when I was a kid and watching the fireworks and how magical it was. And I was just trying to, trying to capture that vibe for that song. Yeah, and, and then, it, and then, yeah, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm then, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> Instrumentally, it kind of, it kind of builds as it goes. You know, the bass starts to kick in and then the drums kick in and it just starts to get like. Well, it starts off with just guitar and then suddenly it slaps you in the face with that like. I don't even know how to describe it because it went beyond Mumford and Sons and became more like punk almost. Right, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, so. like the, the drums get a little punky. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like I, I'm into this. And then I think I heard some, I heard some strings. Is that possible? Oh, yeah. That's, it's probably like, I don't know. I don't think they're real. I think those okay. are synths. My, my producer put them in. You know, right. Well, fair I enough. I like, strings. It, it adds to it. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I, I like where this is going. Like it's still holding together. And then all of a sudden there's like, triumphant righteous horn section i was like yes. we're really doing yeah. it all here this is amazing that's 
And those are real horns. I wrote the horn parts using just like a MIDI keyboard. Uh-huh. It was all like I wrote a lot of the synth stuff and a lot of the parts just on MIDI, and then it got reproduced with a talented horn player. That's but so yeah, cool. That's I was so very cool. pumped to get the horns in there, mostly because of my interest in ska in the past. But right, right, yeah, um, yeah. So I think that song that that's really awesome. And then sort of the, you you cap off the album. Would you call star, stars like a little bit of a lullaby ish, at least as far as you go in that direction? Yes, I would agree with that. Uh-huh. And and that was purposely the last song because Astronaut was the first song. So I, I kind of accidentally made it a concept record. It's like a summer album. Oh, nice. But also, yeah, start with the space and end with the space. Uh-huh. But yeah, it kind of like Stars for me, that was a that was a kind of a personal song for me because it just reminded me of when I was a kid and just like staring up into space and just I don't know, it's I guess it's existential in a way just thinking about life. You know, yeah. and when you're a kid and everything just seems so huge. And I wanted to kind of do like a Coldplay kind of vibe. Yeah. I like yeah. that I like that you're not um, – you don't shy away from like wearing your influences on your sleeve in a way. Oh, like, not at all. Right? Like I wouldn't say that like it sounds particularly Coldplay-y, but I like that you have sort of like distilled the vibe that you want in the song. Right? You've distilled it down to say like I want this in this yeah. kind of vein or in this vibe. I think that's very cool. Yeah, that makes it fun for me. Yeah, yeah. got to keep it fun. So, have you take have you road tested any of these songs? Have there been any senior fancy pants concerts or or things like that? Uh, not yet. I have one in the works. I'm actually on June seventh. I'm playing somehow. I'm playing a, at a pretty big venue in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh huh. And I'm playing with a full band. So nice. Kind of ge- gearing up for that. I haven't gone all in on trying to book yet, but I'm. I'm getting ready to start doing that because, nice. like I said, my comedy duo is retiring. So it's we're, I'm in a transition period, and right. I do want to kind of take this full time. And I'm right. still I'm really into it, so I'm excited about seeing what comes next. It's awesome. So is the comedy duo? Is there like a farewell tour happening, or has that already happened? It's yeah, it's kind of an unofficial farewell tour. We we never really went on the road for months at a time. We're always uh, kind of an in and out kind of duo we go yeah. in and do a show and then go home yeah. so usually it's usually it's weekends cool. so we yeah we'll have uh we'll have several shows throughout the year but you know we'll fade away slowly and i'll uh and then really go all all in it. on the fancy pants right yeah. and then the fancy pants will rise the rise Correct. of the fancy pants sounds like an interesting mm-hmm. movie um so okay so brian how can we find more senior fancy pants how can we keep up with you and and what's going on and track down this record I would go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash srfancypants. Uh-huh. And then I know I'm on Bandcamp, and I think I'm on SoundCloud. I don't have a web, like an official website yet because I think those are really just for booking. I don't uh-huh. think people go to websites anymore, but they exist. They do. They do. But mine does not yet. Mine does not yet. So but I go mean, to my yeah. Facebook page. I think a Facebook page can function as well as any website can function in a lot of ways. So I think that's okay. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, well, I I love talking to you. I loved hearing about the songs. I loved uh, hearing your influences and and knowing that, like, we were influenced in in lots of ways by some some of the same music. And I can't thank you enough for the time and wish you nothing but the best as uh, as the comedy duo sort of comes to a close and this other chapter begins. No, thank you for having me on. Totally. All right, talk to you soon. All right, thanks. So there it is, Senor Fancy Pants. Thanks for coming on the show. That was really fun. 
really great, great music, and I'm going to play that whole song, The Ice Cream Man, just as soon as I'm done jibber-jabbering. And I'm pretty close to being done jibber-jabbering, okay? Like, right about after I say this. Drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Love to hear from you. You think you have good stuff? I know you have good stuff. Drop me a line. Let's set something up. Your kids liking this? Are you liking this? Leave a rating. Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Here is The Ice Cream Man by Senior Fancy Pants from the new record, Senior Fancy Pants. Talk to you soon.